Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the rugby podcast that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We just love the game of rugby and we're here for episode number 38. That's me, Tim. That's him, JB. Hi, Tim. And welcome back, Phil. Hi, Tim. So, Phil, can you just clear up exactly which one of the two was it? Were, was your body such a wreck that you're part of a last roll of the dice program to turn you into a half robot, half human hybrid? Or were you indeed at Her Majesty's pleasure? Well... I've been advised by my lawyers not to go into too many details, <laughs> but I'd just like to, to clarify that that money was just resting in my account. <laughs> it was a dormant account. It was, yeah, it was uh, just resting in there before it was swiftly moved on to uh, where it should have been. You weren't smuggling protein powder across the border, though. <laughs> no. White protein powder in bags. <laughs> In, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, listen, thank you very much for downloading. It is the off-season, but there's still some internationals on the go and a big match it was between England and New Zealand, Australia, France, Ireland, Argentina, uh, Scotland, USA and Wales enter the fray as well this coming weekend against South Africa. So we'll be previewing all that, looking back at the weekend's rugby action. Uh, and also, now, none of us really, at Egg Chasers, we particularly have a rugby team to speak of. Which we've been chastised for on Twitter, actually, haven't we? Yeah. People can't get their head around it. We, I mean, don't, we don't have a team. I, I declared that I kind of loosely support Exeter halfway through the season. Then I changed my mind because I think Bath's quite a nice town. So one of the two, not really that bothered. And Exeter weren't doing very well for the yeah, second half then, of the season. Yeah, and then Exeter started losing, so I wasn't that, that interested. Changed. Um, <laughs> Fair weather fan. And I, I, had a, uh, I have a soft spot for Bath because I lived there for quite a few years. Used to go and see him quite a lot. But I kind of just follow whichever team my brother's playing for um, so I currently I'm a London Irish fan that's, Makes that's sense. the way it goes which people think that's it's been a, an, an odd thing to do Phil has absolutely no allegiance whatsoever nope, nope. for now well mm. he's probably the most sought after fan in all of rugbydom so we're getting all the professional teams to queue up and even some non-professional teams to put their case to, for why Phil should be their fan and Phil is by the start of next season going to be a fan of a team and it's up for grabs which team that should be and we are at, we are tentatively saying at this point whichever team Phil decides to support we will come and do a podcast from that ground and come and watch a game so, exactly so, I'll, I'll go further I'll say that I'll buy the shirt as well I'll buy wow. at least one <laughs> match shirt one item of clothing <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a mug if that's cheaper 
I'm going to make you buy, like, do you know, one of the canvas wallets? The nylon. Yeah, like when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. you, have to, you have to go to meetings with it and all sorts. <laughs> one, of those, uh, one of those little money uh, things that used to hang around your neck <laughs> yeah. with a screw-on lid. We'll oh, the and the club tie, obviously. So oh, yeah. uh, as you're going, listening to the podcast, if you think, do you know what, I've, I reckon Phil should support my team, uh, then feel free to make your case, as people will be on the podcast yeah. today, Jay. Yes, yeah, so I've had a couple of uh, applications very, very impressive ones. Uh, so we will start with that later Have a on. listen to that and then uh, get involved. And with that and anything else, you can get involved at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Now, I just also want to say at this point, before we get going, I just want to play a bit of music. We have our theme tune and we play bits of music. I just want to play a bit of music. Just, I'm sure Danny Cipriani is listening. So if you are, Danny, this is for you. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to work out why this is playing, but I get it now. Um, if you're not aware why Nickelback is playing in the background, the best sign I've ever seen brought and made by a fan to a rugby game, maybe any sport, was brought by a New Zealand fan to Eden Park at the weekend, just simply... How big a put down is this? Danny Cipriani listens to Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit confused by that. I'm not. I'm not a big music guy. When I was in South Africa watching watching the Lions, brag, um, there was a big sign saying, uh, "Don't show us on TV. Our wives think th- think we are fishing in North Wales." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, I could, we could do a whole other thing when the World Cup starts to get here. Thinking of signs to take to grounds. Oh yeah. Oh, it, which World Cup? As in the Rugby World the Cup? The Rugby World Cup next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. the current one because you'll be tear gassed and locked up in a cell with well, exactly you know, <laughs> eighty protesters. But actually, you can get away with it in rugby, and we yeah. yeah that, it, well, oh, that, that's that could start a whole thread. Uh, but that's maybe for next season. Uh, for right now, let's just focus on the rugby uh, and let's start with England, New Zealand. That's... Well, well done, England. Pat on the back, Stuart Lancaster. Surely, mm, I'm not so sure it should be pat on the back as such. Uh, impressive, but it's not pat on the back because they still lost. And they should have won. That was eminently, eminently winnable. I think they choked a bit. Right, that's well, the Welshman's perspective. Go on, Phil, Englishman. Um, I kind of feel the same as Jay. I think before the game, I had completely written England off. If you looked at the, the bookies, you could get 33 to 1 for England to win. Really? Wow. In, a, in a two-horse race, that is astonishing. That is astonishing. That is giving them absolutely no chance. Like San Marino would probably be similar odds to to be England in a, a football match. So that That's you, ludicrous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and I'd completely written them off as well. But when in, the way that they played, and the way that particularly people who've not had much game time, like Weber, like Parlin, like Eastman, like mm. Burns, the way that they stepped up and, and kind of showed why they're in the England squad, when it got to 74, 75 minutes and it's 50 in all, I was thinking England could and possibly should win this game I think New Zealand were favourites I, I, oh, said, well. that. I said that la- uh, last week <laughs> but I didn't think at any point last week that England would go out there and embarrass themselves I knew they'd be they knew they'd put up a strong performance because they're a good team now and I think Stuart Lancaster's got a, a good grasp I just think it's an opportunity wasted Interestingly the one, the one person who I think didn't cover themselves in glory um, was Ben Youngs for me Yeah, he, he seemed to give a lot of balls to people in positions where they got smashed he yeah, gave, he gave quite a few hospital balls, and then you just think that the danger that Danny Care poses had he been in that team. And, yeah, yeah, Danny Care brings a whole new dimension. And Ben Youngs as well. He 
Uh, this might be why he was giving some hospital passes, but he picks the ball up and takes a couple of steps and mm. looks for his man rather than passing off the base. And so the, the defence has already taken their first few steps. I and think, so they're closing down the space. I think that's one of the most overrated things, that saying that scrum offs that don't pass from the base aren't quick scrum halves. Mike Phillips does it all the time and no one ever complains about him. Or maybe yeah, they do, but actually. There's, there's a different way of... Picking it up and going nowhere, not making any forward yards, not threatening, and then passing. And I guess Mike Phillips always got to watch him. Yeah, think, picking up and looking for the gap. Using another passing. Welsh example, I think Dwayne Peel is an example of someone who does crab before he passes, which is really irritating. I think they all do. But he poses a real threat around the fringe. Yeah. That's why he can get away with it sometimes. Did but. anyone read the scathing press reports from New Zealand? One in particular? Yeah. Actually, I think we've t- have we tweeted that out? Um... Uh, I don't think we have, but Jay Jay brought it to our attention before we're recording this podcast. I, I it's the New Zealand Herald. I haven't seen yeah. it, and I would imagine most people in England haven't. And what I've... you don't get the New Zealand Herald? <laughs> Go for it, Jay. Go on. You you break down what they were saying. Yeah. So there's a guy called Something Paulie who is a uh, New Zealand writer uh, in uh, for the New Zealand Herald, and he's basically said that England cheated their way to a, to a close defeat because they were very very slow at setting the scrums. Setting line out. And one of the things he said as well is they held their jumpers in the air too too long to give them extra rest. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that is much of a rest personally. But, you know. Well, maybe for the jumper, certainly not the two yeah. guys holding. No, him. not even for the jumper. You've got to stay all like straight and stuff. It's, it, it's not easy. I, that, I said it on our kind of chat group. That sounded to me like sour grapes. Oh, like, absolutely. Like they were expecting to thrash uh, England, like a lot of people were expecting them to, and. They're looking for excuses as to why they, their boys didn't I, quite do it. I don't believe in what he says either. He says that England would not be able to compete with them in aerobic rugby. Well, these players are very fit and they all come from clubs from up and down the country. They're not just one team. They come from clubs up and down the country with some top strength and conditioning guys. The thought that they wouldn't be that fit is unbelievable. Even, he even accused them of being a little bit wobbly un- underneath their tight shirts, which is why they wanted to slow down the game. The only person he really mentioned around that was Ben Morgan. Which is but, a fair, a fair well, cop. I think Ben Morgan is in better shape than he's been, yeah. than I've ever seen the him. start of he's the season, look- yes. And he did very well. He's looking... He's probably lot- resting whilst they were holding up the uh, second rows in the air. <laughs> Unless he's been lifted. That's probably what they did. They lifted him. <laughs> so he could get a few yeah, seconds five of, minutes. of rest. I might go to the gym and just chill out with some shoulder, with some <laughs> shoulder, shoulder press. <laughs> <laughs> David David Wilson David Wilson admittedly is have you seen him with his top off he's pretty solid you know I reckon his body fat percentage would be quite low but well he's a tight head prop as well he, yeah. he's meant to be 19 plus stone exactly. which, which he is the rest of them are in pretty Rob good shape Webber's a big lad but again he's solid isn't he he's not he's not yeah. fat in, it, in yeah. any way I, I just think and exactly what um, Phil said what you said Phil sour grapes and nothing made me feel better as an England fan than reading that article when you bobbed it my way, JB, I thought the fact that they're trying to pick holes in pathetic little things about England shows that actually that's how close England are closer than they've ever been for a long time mm. to New Zealand. Yeah, I'd agree. And if you look at some of the performances as well, like Ben Morgan's performance, like Robshaw, I thought Robshaw was, had an absolutely brilliant game. Mm. Like Tuolagi and Eastman and Burns, they all I played love, well. I loved watching Eastman. I love watching Eastman. Eastman anyway. It's, it's incredible that he's not played since April for Bath. Yeah. He's been third choice inside centre at, at Bath. I hope it goes right. Do you know, the, rugby goes around in cycles, doesn't it? So everyone gets really, really quick. So if, a few years ago, the Vogue thing was like a Shane Williams type steppy guy. 
and then everyone got massive. And I wonder well, no, if a few all... years before that it was the Lomu, and then suddenly flankers were being put on the wing. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And it kind of goes back round, and hopefully, like the future now will be well, not hopefully. It's just nice to see a contrast, a Carisman character. That step, um, I, yeah, it was second half. It was second half. He just slows down, goes sideways a bit, and then starts running and then very accelerates. Fast. Oh, yeah, marvelous. That was lovely, wasn't it? But because he's a former rugby league player, he and I imagine a lot of rugby league fans or people that watch rugby league will be very frustrated that he didn't finish that off because that is bread and butter yeah. to a, a rugby league player to, to have that breakthrough and have men supporting you. Well, I can't remember how that move finished. How, how, how did it finish? He gave a pass to, I think it was Mike Brown, but it was behind him. Behind him, yeah. He couldn't take it. Oh. And then it, it bounced to May who picked it up, but... There was men on him by the time he'd... he'd Phil's already it. mentioned his name, but only br- briefly there in a list of players. But I think we should uh, eat humble pie, particularly UJB, eat humble pie Why? with Freddie Burns. Uh, I, I think I, I do as well. Mm. Not, not on the podcast, but I've, I've been uh, quite disparaging <laughs> well, recently about Yeah, he had Freddie a good Burns. game. Let's uh, see if you can do it consistently. But no, uh, hats off, he, he did well. I still would have played Superioni. I still, I still would play Superioni for next game. Do you know what it pro- probably says above all else is how bad Gloucester's pack have been this year? Perhaps. Well, but... yeah, because Mor- well, Morgan, Mor- yeah. Morgan looks spectacular as well. He, he looks sensational. Suddenly on the ba- on, on the back of a pack and with a platform. Um, let's just briefly run through the other matches now. Australia demolished France. Was that France being terrible or was it Australia being mm. frighteningly good? Bit, I think it goes both. I think it goes back to cycles. I think Australia are on like an, a bit of an upward trajectory now. And the other thing which is interesting about them is they don't seem to have many specialists, do they? So, so 10 to 15 just could play anywhere. Yeah. Well, Falau can cover all of the back three. Oh, Pat McCade came on uh, the came Do you know much way. about Foley? Brendan, Brendan Foley? Is it, no. Is, the Foley, uh, is he Waratars? Yeah. Um, but no, I don't, no. I don't, I don't know. Much I, at isn't all. the 12 the. Um, the tw- tw- uh, Tumua. He's the 10 for yeah. Brumbies, I, I think. And there's Kuridrani, the outside centre. Again, a name that won't be Brumbies. familiar to a lot of Northern Hemisphere yeah, rugby he, fans. He played a bit in the uh, Autumn Internationals, I think. Yeah. Blindside flanker Fardy, second row Carter. I mean, there's a lot of names that we, that we haven't seen touring and playing against yeah. Northern Hemisphere teams. Then they bought on... Um, who did they bring on? Oh, the really ta- talented fella. Beal, Curtly Beal. Curtly Beal. Curtly Beal. And again, yeah. that's another guy, 10, 12, 15. 15 yeah. and they just seem to be able to mix around. It's like total football. It's like Dutch fo- du- <laughs> It's like the Dutch football in the 70s. I'm going to say something. I actually think that Australian backline could be one of the best best in the world, if not the best in the world at the moment. And with Falau being the cherry on the top of the cake. Oh, yeah. Effortless. A special player, yeah. Effortless beauty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and France were pretty woeful. They've got to turn it around. Are they going to make a change uh, before the World Cup? It's a good question because... The last World Cup, they went in with, um, what's his name? Uh, Levermont. Mark Levermont at uh, um, head coach. And he kind of didn't have the respect to the players. He didn't have a coherent game plan. The players coached themselves pretty much and picked themselves. But isn't that but, like... But and got to the final. Yeah, they, they lost in the final by like two points. But isn't that like all French teams, regardless of whatever <laughs> sport it is? Like how how often do the French go to a World Cup and then storm off storm off the field? They just have no discipline, no discipline, no respect. This French. So yeah, whether they do make a change because seemingly they've got very little game plan, very little idea of who, yeah, but who I their best the... team is. Well, if you're talking about young, up and coming, promising players, then Fiku would be right near the top of that list. But what about that New Zealand young lad? He's played six Super Rugby games, Fekitoa. Yeah. Ah. 
He's played six Super Rugby games and he's straight into the All Blacks, made his debut. The guy's a frightening, a frightening talent. I think he's he could be. Well, uh, he looks like he can could kind of be. describe him. Is he a Carlos Spencer esque kind of talent? Um, or he looks to have all all the skills and a load of gas and a step. So I'm trying to think of someone you'd liken him to. Probably like a Fafana, another mm. another Fafana coming through. Yeah, but th- there is a bit of controversy over him being selected for the All Blacks because he's Tongan born and bred. Why is that controversial for the All Blacks? Well, <laughs> I thought that was standard. It, it happens, doesn't it? But he arguably would have played for Tonga well, I, had, I, had he not been I see why I see why they're upset because, of course, the Vunapolos are uh, Welsh born and bred <laughs> and yet they play for England and it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Welsh by Tonga. Uh, well, listen to their accents. They sound South Walian. Mm. There you go. I, I feel Tonga's pain. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he's just ready-made for Test Rugby, so uh, a, a name to watch without a doubt. Uh, Ireland beat Ar- a second-string Argentina. Wasn't well, We can't really read a lot into that. Didn't see it. All their European players, Argentina, weren't in the team. And uh, in front line... I think they were rested, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, they're going to play in the in one of the, some of the tests, though? Yeah. They might play in the later tests, and then they've, they go immediately into the Tri-Nations or yeah. uh, Quad Nations. Super, oh, yeah, what's it called? Rugby Championship. The rugby four-way. Is it, oh, Quad Nations is so much better. <laughs> quad Nations, yeah. What was it called? Rugby Championship? Especially when the Pierre Champ- Species played with yeah. his ridiculous quads. Uh, I don't quads. think he's playing, is he? I think he's injured for yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, yeah, Fiji had a good win over Italy, right? Yes, and it was it was a reasonably strong um, Italy squad. They rested a few players, like uh, Parisi tweeted on, on Saturday that he was off somewhere with his beautiful wife, partner, girl, girlfriend. Um but uh, has a novelty that not worn off yet for him? <laughs> uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a new one now, anyway. He, oh, is he? He dumped the uh, former Miss Europe on Miss lad. France. Absolutely yeah, lad. On a different one. Um, anyway, back to the rugby. And yeah, a, a great win for Fiji with uh, Namani Nadolo, who uh, listeners will recognise as being the 20 stone Fijian winger that the Crusaders signed this year and has been scoring a few tries. He played inside centre and kicked and scored a try. Crikey. Scored about 15 points. Any chance you'll play for the All Blacks soon? <laughs> After being capped a dozen <laughs> yeah. times for Fiji. Well, if he's any good. <laughs> They'll find a way. Yeah. They'll find a way around this, that. But it's sneaky All Blacks. That, that's good, good to see for, for Fijian rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And it's good... To, for Fijian rugby, that Italy have played a test match there. Now, as Bob's asked that, did they play it in Fiji or did they play it in Hong Kong or somewhere? Uh, they played it in Fiji. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, uh, that's very good. That's going to be a wonderful day of sports. Oh, isn't it just? Yeah, the, the only crossover is Canada, Scotland, and Argentina, Ireland. But Ooh. I'm sure they'll all be live. Mm. Right, well, we'll get into the weekend coming up and the international rugby in a little bit. But. JB, you came up with an idea to select a 15. A genius idea as well. A Barbarians 15. Yeah, now, uh, people might be thinking, hang on, there, are, there already is a Barbarians and you don't need to select a 15. But this is my thinking. Um, just considering the World Cup, and I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if all these players are discarded by stupid international rules, like Stuart Lancaster not playing uh, Armitage or Flood or the Australian Rugby Union not wanting to play Drew Mitchell. If these players had a way to get their own back, and my theory was maybe we could get a Barbarians team in the, in the World Cup 
only consisting of players which have been discarded by their national team. So you'd have a bunch of mercenaries playing with like a, like a chip on their shoulder. Now, I don't know if they'd be the ultimate bad guys or they'd be the ultimate underdog, but I just like the idea. It's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah. I, I really yeah. like the idea. I love the idea of like the selection process as well, because would Stuart Lancaster be more incentivised to pick Armitage if he knows he could be playing against him in a quarter-final or a semi-final? Exactly, and if he did pick him... Who who drops out? Who who drops out? Because Haskell or Tom Johnson or someone like that would be available. Oh, and Haskell would love to play for the uh, yeah for the international Bob Aarons team. <laughs> Can you imagine like the camaraderie in that side? You've all you've all been ditched. You're all there vol- voluntarily. You're on the beer every other night. Yes, <laughs> it'd be the best team ever. Basically, players that can't play for their international team for one reason or another. Now, in mine, I've excluded people that have retired. So. It'd be too easy wouldn't it, to go through Toulon and say, let's have Rousseau. Rousseau Wilkinson. Yeah, because they're not going to play. And if they were playing, they'd be playing for their, for, for their own country. So I've kind of discounted them. Okay. The sort of guys who are international age but have been told by their international teams, look, it's not going to happen. Or they've been exiled, like you say, via ge- uh, geography. Okay. Sounds good. So let's, uh, let's crack on in the front row then. I bet we all pick the same hooker. Uh, bet we don't. Hmm. In fact, I've got three hookers, um, but I've gone with Chili Boy Rapelli. Oh, okay. Rapelli. Um, although he's been in the news this week. Is he in trouble for something? He is. What's he in trouble for? He's uh, failed a, a drugs test. Did you, oh. did you see him on the inside, Phil? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, inside information. Yeah. Um, so this is the second time he's failed the test. The first, oh, dear. The first time he got off because it was something that's found in a cough syrup or something like that. It was like, it was dem- demonstrated that it was accidentally administered to him. But this is basically a steroid, a bodybuilding steroid. Wonderful. For, for muscle building. And he's had knee surgery and he's looking to, he's in kind of his off season. He's looking to, to build back up from that point of view. Yeah. He's... So I wouldn't like to say that he's guilty, but... He's, but he's been on the juice. It, it might not look good for him. So he might not be available. He's had a few extra vitamins. Oh, dearie me. If he weren't available, then Shout Bricks would have to be, have to be a well, contender, wouldn't he? Really? Shout Bricks was in the South African squad. He was in the 23. What? When? What? On Saturday. Really? What? Really? He was on the bench. I, didn't, I did not know this. That's brilliant news. Yeah, yeah. that is good news. From, well, I wouldn't have gone for Shout Bricks anyway, because I thought he was outplayed by Craig Burden. Yeah, he was out Shout Bricks by yeah. Craig Burden. Props. There's so many good props. I've got quite a few tight heads. Go on. Heyman's. Heyman, who was uh, yeah. in, in the world. He's the obvious one. Well. Afoa. John Afoa. Yeah, John Afoa. Is he, is he a tight head? Uh, I thought he was a loose head because I'm pretty sure he battered Dan Cole. He was on the opposite oh, side of the scrum. John, John Afoa's a tight head. John Afoa's a tight head. Oh, no. This is embarrassing, isn't it? Never mind. So, Cole Heyman's. I put Cole Heyman's and John Afoa thinking I was clever. Clearly, I'm not. So, that's the end of that front row. Well, John Afoa's Wikipedia page lists. Him is just a prop, isn't it? Lists, well, no, it lists him as a that he can play hooker as well. Yeah. The other guy I got, uh, I've got on my list, and I really w- w- wanted to play him was uh, Wahongi, the ex-sale player. Oh, Karina Wahongi. Because he's massive <laughs> and he's really good. He is really good. <laughs> he's like the cornerstone of, um, I think like like a ca- um, the cast cast scrum. He's a big old boy. Uh, Andrew Sheridan. Uh, if he's fit, he's on my list. potentially, yeah. yeah. Ma Afu. Uh, yes, of course, I've got he's, him here. He's Australian. Gunthrow Steenkamp. Gunthrow, yeah. But now I'm confused as to which, are lo- which ones are loose heads and tight heads. <laughs> but can we go with John Afoa, Carl Heyman's Chili Boy? Or Burden. Burden. Or Burden, yeah, or Burden. Yeah. Into the locks then. A bit weak in the locks. Oh, no. Go on. 
Dean Mum. Yeah, Dean Mum. I've got, oh, uh, I've got, I've got him. Um, We're picking a lot of the same players. Nathan Hines. Oh, I didn't think. Oh, that's a good one. Is he retired though? International retirement. Just, just no, a, you can't have him. Just signed a two-year nope. deal. We, we would have had a brilliant one in Victor Matfield if he hadn't decided to come back at the age of 37 yeah. and captain the and spring captain, box. I know. Yeah, damn him. Um, Both of them must be interested to go back and play with his mate. Surely. Who? Both are. Backies. Back, he played at the weekend. He got he man of the match. weekend with him. There you <laughs> go. It was, it was back in I, I thought they was, they, they were starting at Zabath. Uh, he's injured. He's injured. He, he's or Becker. Becker. Uh, they, they've got strength in depth. Oh, uh, right. Ah, okay, so we could have have both anyway. And Alistair Hargreaves is the other one. Yeah, he played for the World 15, but I, I don't really rate him. No. No. Has anyone got a better one than Alistair Hargreaves? Brad Thorne. He's not internationally retired, but he's not been selected for a couple of years. If he wants to play, he can. <laughs> I have no problem with... I found second row particularly hard. Back row? The obvious well, one. Shall um, we start with the other one? Let's get Armitage in at seven, shall we? Yes. I've got him at eight. Oh, have you? Yeah. Although I could swap him around. Gerard Vosloo, but I think he's going to play for France, isn't he? Uh, I doubt he's 34 now, isn't he? I'm sure there's some sort of talk that he's going to be... Leroy Houston? Oh, yeah, I've also got Dominic Day for my other second row. Oh, no, thank well, you. The, the, but then there's also players that, again, going in the Bath squad, you could go a players that are uncapped, like Carl Ferns, potentially. Yeah. Oh, 100% you could. Yeah, 100% you could. Matt Garvey, someone like that. And if you were selecting this squad at, at the time of the World Cup, there would be... Because they only take like a 30 or 35-man squad there would be players who were right on the cusp of that squad. Well, I think we be... should do this again yeah. when, the World, when the World Cup squads are, uh, are announced. There'd be players who'd be itching to get in that. 30, exactly. To get their, their own back. Um, and, well, Austin Healy didn't go to the World Cup. Exactly. Well. Players like that. So I've got uh, Francois Lowe. I'm sure he's still involved in South Africa. South Africa. He is, yeah. So I can't really, really have he, him. He might have Stop. even started at the weekend. Technically, he's retired, so it probably breaks the rules on that one. But Stephen Ferris has announced his retirement oh, no. from international rugby. But that probably means he's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Juan Smith Juan or whatever his name Smith. Smith. And Chris Morsoe. Yeah. George Smith. Is he back over here now? He's signed for Leon for next season. Has he? Yeah. Oh, I'd def- definitely take him then. Oh, yeah. 33 or 34. Pretty boys. Yes. Dwayne Peel. Good. Good season for sale. Yeah. Uh, Will Genya. Yeah. Was, wasn't in the, the 23. <sighs> That's unbelievable, the, the isn't weekend. it? That is unbelievable. Well, you, you said it last week. He's fallen off the cliff. His, yeah, his form has... Keep him around, I guess. Really dipped. Well, it, is it a signal from you and Mackenzie that he's got to work on his game, that he's got to kind of improve himself? Or is it a signal that he's just on his form, he's just not good enough? You and Mackenzie strikes me as, as a tough, tough man. Exactly the right person for Australia. I, As you said that, I was thinking, do you know what? Yeah, the right person for Australia, because Australia have gone through this period of time of having these characters who aren't, disciplined and don't have the team ethos whereas New Zealand doesn't matter what the coach is they've got decade upon decade upon decade of an ethos that comes with the territory meaning no player is bigger than the team even to the point where did you know in photo shoots for New Zealand for sponsors there has to be a minimum of three all blacks in any picture wow yeah it's very very rare if ever that you see a picture of an all black on his own Wow, I didn't know that. Because the whole because it's like we're a team. Sounds like US Marines. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all part of their sort of ethos. But someone like you and Mackenzie, as you say, a real t- well, hard taskmaster. He's not taking any pa- crap, crap from anyone. Yeah. Apparently, Stephen Moore, who's now the captain, uh, he's now out. Who's injured? Yeah. Do you know one of the reasons they thought he? Well, he is captain. Apparently. Well, in the last regime, there's a bit of a drinking problem. And it was a split between the Brumbies players and the Waratahs players, and the Waratahs players enjoyed beer a little bit more than the Brumbies players. 
and somebody snitched on the Waratahs players. And they think one of the guys that snitched on the Waratahs players was actually Stephen Moore. So they picked Stephen Moore as, as, as captain, and then they've put as his vice-captain, Ashley Adam Cooper. Uh, the Waratahs. For Waratahs. So they, have to, so, so they have to mix in. Because prior to that, the out-and-out favourite to be captain was Michael Hooper. Michael Hooper will oh, who, still be... Who is now going to be captain because of Moore's injury. Exactly, so it's, yeah. It's like a turf war in the Aussie it squad, is, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's politics, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, if you've got a squad with, I don't know, Cody Beale in it, expect a, a few a, a few <laughs> drinks on the weekend. I just thought of a second row. Donnacro Callahan could be a potential oh, yeah. second row. Yeah. Yes, yeah, not, of course. N- not anywhere near the England te- uh, Ireland team at the minute. Yeah. Last week's uh, banter squadron entrant. Indeed. Uh, so, Will Genya then at Scrum Half, I reckon. Well, you've got Michael Clarsons, Neil, uh, uh, Nils de Cock. I don't know. Are, yeah. are those well, guys? Roy. Richard Wigglesworth, even. Richard Wigglesworth. Rory Cockett. Rory Cock- Cockett. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Dwayne Peel, unless anyone doesn't want to go over Dwayne Peel. Dwayne Peel's good for me. Cool. Fine. Uh, fly off. That's right. You mentioned Game of Thrones, and that's just made me realise there's a new episode out. Let's let's get, let's, let's, let's speed this up. Oh a bit. yeah, they uh, discovered the new uh, dragon. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, that. fly off. I've got Nick Evans. Oh, it's hard to argue. Well, you could have Sir Charlie. Sir Charlie or and- Andy, Andy Good. Good. <laughs> Can't oh. believe those weren't the first two names on your on your list. Toby Flood. Yes. Yeah. Which one of those then? Pick one, Phil. In- I'd probably go for Nick Evans. I've All got right. Nick Evans as Done. well. Uh, into let's do the centres. Centres. I've got Gitto and McAllister. In, in oh, that's pretty that's tasty, good, that isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. In either order, I don't care. I mean, they could just play, you, can't they? You, you didn't mention Good and Hudson, and you haven't mentioned Henson. I have. Well, I have got Henson on my on my list. Uh, I couldn't do that. I, not, not even I could put Henson over. I'm intensely excited about about the wings. Go on then. Jose Gear and Drew Mitchell. I'd, I'd probably choose Rene Ranger over Drew Mitchell. Oh, Christ, we could... Or Sivivatu. Sivivatu as well. Sivivatu. Oh. Or, now playing in Japan, Shane Williams. Of course. Bring, uh, bring, bring him back. One more year. I reckon we should let Phil pick the wingers as our uh, one. I like Jose Gear and Rene Ranger. Over Drew Mitchell? I, I'd, I'd choose Rene Ranger over, over Drew Mitchell. Drew Mitchell's a kind of... I'd have him as a utility back on the bench. Yeah. Very Australian, back. though, isn't it? It's very Australian. Drew Mitchell and Matt, Matt Gitter, going back to what I was saying, uh, these generic backs which they've got. Well, and is there another one in the full-back, James O'Connor? Potentially, well yeah. Well done, yeah. I didn't, I've actually not got James O'Connor. I've got Lee Byrne there, but no, scrap that, James O'Connor. Would you not go for, for Hamilton from Leicester? Uh, <laughs> no? <laughs> um, no. You could have Matthew Tate. From Leicester. Yeah, you're definitely good. Imagine the these players with a chip on their shoulder after being told they're not good enough or you're not allowed to go and make your living elsewhere and play for your national team. But, that, but, oh, well, they you, would be fired up, wouldn't they? Like, as yeah. much as any international team, because they would just be proving people wrong. That's why I quite like the idea of picking people that haven't been selected be, rather, yeah. than, rather than have chosen not to play anymore for their national team. It would be as at least as romantic as the Lions playing. The other side from this is... So the Barbarians and the World 15 and whatever you want to call them, when they play, they meet on like the Thursday, they have a few drinks, a bit of a social thing, they have like a team run through on the Friday and then they're playing on the Saturday. <laughs> so they have like no coordination, no calls, they're all used to different things. Whereas these guys, you could get them like a proper international squad, give them a month, do it properly. Have one hell of a team on your hands there. Eh? Uh, getting managed by Dean Ryan or a really high quality coach. <laughs> and they just store they just storm it. Love it. I love the idea. Yeah. It will never happen, but it should happen. Who, who do we need to talk to? 
Uh, Bill Beaumont's normally good at sorting things out, isn't oh. he? Stuart, Stuart Barnes, maybe? Stuart Barnes. So oh, did you see that? I, I, why, why have Sky got a programme about Stuart Barnes commentating? <laughs> That's like having a programme about Wayne Barnes refereeing. <laughs> If, if it, this is actually true, uh, and we have tweeted a picture of this at Rugby Podcast, uh, there is the... The man behind the mic. The man behind the mic. A little piece on Stuart Barnes, the rugby commentator. Yeah, the man behind the P45 would be more, would be more appropriate. <laughs> right, so, yeah, good good, good. 15. I like it, I like it. And if there's anyone we've missed, uh, the, the barbarian-style 15 players that have been overlooked by their nations but would come together with a chip on their shoulder and try and avenge... Their non-selection by winning the World Cup with a with a makeshift barbarian team. It's like a Hollywood movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such right a good idea. There. So yeah, if you've got any more thoughts on that, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Now we're going to get to the fan free agency in a second. This is where Phil, who doesn't have a team, is going to have a team by the start of next season, and that's for you to suggest why you think it should be your team. But before we get onto that, let's have a little bit of rugby okey. And uh, I'm so happy this happened again. Very, I think it was episode one of the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast and we featured the wonderful, splendid uh, rapping skills of a certain Mr Alex Corbiziero. Keep it kind of quiet, people on a diet. Scrum is straight, term is right, I don't deny it. Test me, try it, style you don't buy it. I'm going to grab the microphone and start to fly it. I mean, it's just a beautiful nice, thing. Nice. Uh, and it's been a while since he's done anything more, but following the euphoria of winning the Premiership final for Northampton, England and British Lions prop Alex Corbisiero went back to Franklin's Gardens and in amongst the Northampton fans did another rap during the song Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama Than the rest and they call me that the master I'm bombing on the chapter A quick I'll reaction Distract you I'll make it work Hold it down I'll make it hurt Keep it on my mind I'm like I'm here to do a silver verse Everybody wanna go Now I still the show Told you before I'm the big kid That like a flow Boys coming Everybody start running All the crowd running I'm like the king I'm like the king with the crown Everybody just start to bow down Sweet home Alabama Pretty good that's what. That's why he's still at the top of the tree. He's listened to in over the last thirty-eight weeks to all these pretenders come, uh, being featured on the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, and uh, he's decided to end of the season just, just basically just freestyle his way back to the top. Exactly. Yeah, because we thought he'd uh, to use a, a rap term, fallen off. Is that a rap term? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. With, with that podcast on the O2 Inside Line uh, halfway through oh, the season wasn't which cool. was, which was but he's now, he's now tooled up got himself a piece and gone round have you seen the spinners <laughs> on his car doing a drive by rapping to any, <laughs> any other would be rugby singers he spent all of his bonus on spinning wheels <laughs> he's got one of those bouncy cars now he's serious so uh, well done Alex Corbiziero and uh, don't let that be the last time we hear you rap. Uh, so then, to Fan Free Agency. Now, you wanted a bit of music, didn't you, JB? I do want some music. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Right, there's a piece of music which kind of summarises the starting point for this brand new thing which we're going to be doing through the summer in the build-up to the new season on the, on the podcast. What a song it is as well. The littlest, littlest hobo theme. There's a voice that keeps on calling it's very apt. It's a beautiful song. It's all about it's, a dog that doesn't have a home. Doesn't yeah. have any place he can call home. 
And I, I have a special affinity for this song because this was my uh, rugby tour song. Oh, how nice! Uh, to a tour of Poland about ten years ago. So the littlest hobo was a dog that had no home and just moved on like a nomad, never calling anywhere home. And in rugby terms, that's Phil. He's never had and doesn't have a team. He doesn't. Uh, Sergi's sacked him off. His body's a wreck. <laughs> So now he needs a, a, a professional team to support on Saturday. Ma- man and yeah. boy, he's been with Sedgley Park, but now they, yeah. they don't want him anymore. No, uh, I'm past it. Past it. How is this going to work? So I've put out a, a tweet saying we need super fans, uh, and we'll use you again. Actually, we'll use you for various comments um, regarding your team. But for this particular item, what we need is for you to put in some sort of reasoning as to why your team should be the one that one that Phil follows. Yeah. So. I'm just going to read you a few facts about this team. So this is our first plea. A fan on behalf of a club is coming forward and saying, this is why you, Phil, should choose this team to support. And and once you pledge your allegiance, that's it. You, that's are, it. you are a fully-fledged fan of that team. Yes. So you're going to take this decision extremely seriously. OK, so this team has been around since 1879. It's played its current stadium since 1923. This team has also been submitted to you, Phil, because you're not a bigger back, but actually this team is comprised of much smaller men. They've won one game this year by 50 points against one of their close league rivals, and their pack too is very, very compact. They've got a sprinkling of foreigners, mostly local lads, and as a uh, little thing to top it off, they play in a similar kit, kit to England. So you won't get too confused between international breaks. <laughs> Any ideas? <laughs> no. Okay. Ulster. Correct. Is oh. it? It is Ulster. Wow, I was just nice. going with who do I know that plays in white? Yes, exactly. So you've had a plea to be an Ulster fan. And by the way, this submission is absolutely excellent. So it starts with ease of access. All games have been str- streamed live on BBC... Um, no problem with fi- with uh, fixture congestion. Watch every game because you can watch it on the iPlayer. Perfect, w- wonderful, easily get- get- gettable from from George Best Airport. <laughs> I like that. Other direct flights from uh, from Manchester. Uh, I imagine that there are uh, history. Lions let legends such as uh, Jack Kyle, Mike Gibson, uh, Willie John McBride all used to play for uh, Ulster, mm. uh, and also uh, some good names on there. Honours boards in yeah. the clubhouse. Mm. Remarkably successful in Europe. And even better than that, they've got, got a young team. Uh, guys like Henderson, Marshall, um, who's the young... Uh, Trimble. Uh, Jackson. Darren so, Cave. Yeah, so, so you can watch this team for many years to come. Oh, that's mm. good. That's enticing as well. Uh, this is probably my favourite bit, uh, which is when Sky go over there, they have their own, their own Ulsterman, Tyrone Howe. Which means Stuart Barnes rarely gets to, uh, co- to, to commentate on, on the games. <laughs> Even so, better. Yeah, so you can, oh, wow. You can watch it in peace. Oh, why didn't you lead off with that? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says that the forwards are a bit light, with the uh, <laughs> exception of, of Nick Williams, who weighs about the same as Titanic and sinks more often. <laughs> and uh, he describes Ruin Pienaar as a wizard, although the science isn't actually in on that yet. But yeah, make, makes a good point. That's a very compelling argument. It is, isn't it? It, it really is. And it would be nice to diversify slightly because, you know, we've been criticised for not for not focusing enough on top 14 matters and Irish rugby and, and such. Well, I've had three submissions so far. 
and two of them have been Irish. Wow. <laughs> and we've done our level best to uh, upset every Irish, uh, Welsh and Scottish fan going. And yeah, it just tells you about uh, the Irish fan base. I'm not sure if you're fanatical enough to support an Irish team. I'm not sure if you're a little bit too dead inside or something. <laughs> Ray- Ravenhill. And I'd, it's always I'd, an intimidating place to go. Yeah, I'd love to go and watch a match at Ravenhill. Mm. Either an Irish derby or a European match. Well, that's, let's, that's, think of, let's think of the downsides. Well, I've just seen one. Go on. It looks like their current kit is made by Cookery. Oh. Oh, that could be a deal breaker. I hear Ravenhill's very windy. Mm. Very windy. I'm not bothered about that. Yeah, so virtually all positive there. Well, from cookery. you might end up going to a Rabo Pro Direct match. Well, I don't. I'd pick. I'd go to Leinster or Munster at home. You won't bother going to Zebra. Zebra. Zebra away might be quite good. Yeah, actually, maybe, maybe. And if your prediction that there will be a North Wales franchise pays off, you can see them in away games just up the road from Manchester. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank good, you. Good work, Ross. Thank you very much, Ross, for your submission. Trying to entice Phil to become an Ulsterman. Um, well. At least support Ulster, yeah, and Ulsterman as far as rugby goes. And if you would like to pitch why your club is so special and uh, requires Phil to be a fan, then get in touch. Let us know. You can just bob us a little tweet at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, and we'll take it from there. And uh, yeah, we'll have someone else vying for Phil's fandom. Yeah, our first next time out, our first official super fan. Beautiful stuff. Uh, right, let's return to international matters. That's all the rugby there is going on at the minute. Yeah. And England-New Zealand, the second test. How do you see this one going? Let's, let's just talk selection for a second because I got ripped a new one by some people on Twitter <laughs> when I made the outlandish suggestion on Sunday after following the England game that maybe a back line including Tuilagi on the left wing in place of Johnny May and 12 Trees and Borrell being the centre partnership. I don't see any problem with that. No, I know, but some people are picking our best centre on the wing. Are you Mm, mental? Maybe. Well, since there has been some reports suggesting that Stuart Lancaster is toying with the idea of playing Manu Tuolagi on the wing, are there any downsides to that? Well, he's not playing outside centre is the main one, isn't it? Yeah. Is is that necessarily a downside? Well, you've you've got arguably the the best outside centre in the world at the moment playing out of position. Trump and Davis is the best outside centre in the world <laughs> at the moment. There isn't a, so, uh, you've got another very good outside centre is what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's not that big a problem because if you look at the Australian model where just, can you play rugby? Fine. Just wear a shirt between 10 and 15 and we'll work out how it goes. <laughs> I quite like that. In fact, I absolutely love it. So, no, not, re- not really a problem. Is that a better three places that people occupying that shirt than Johnny May to an ugly Burrell. Well, the first thing you've got to say is Burrell and Twelve Trees have formed a really formidable partnership now. So why break them up? Just I think you really want to test test these two now and see how far they can go. Why not play to on, on 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 the wing? I, if you ask me, he's got to play his way back into con- contention because that is Burrell's shirt. He he's earned it. Hmm. Do you not think he's his most carries, most number of meters made at the weekend, and his performance? Shown that, and his performance for the last few months has shown that he is. Uh, no, because I think although he looked good in the English shirt on the weekend, you can't punish Burrell for winning a, a, a premiership. Because that, that, that's why he's not there. He was too busy winning things. It's an interesting point. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Like, would, would you not play Burrell at twelve? And, no, and to argue as well. I think the problem is they they see twelve. Tr- I'd, I'd rather have Eastman there, but I think they see twelve trees as a lead, leadership guy there again. 
I do love watching Eastman play. Yeah. And 12, 12 trees is like a, a safety net for Farrell, yeah. isn't he? With his kicking yeah. and with his distribution, yeah. I, I do like having someone who takes a bit of pressure off, off Farrell and can do both, can distribute and kick. I don't off. think we're going to see our George Ford Farrell idea anytime soon, are we? No. Possibly not pre-World Cup. No, I don't think so. Uh, although, if you've got a really good distribution fly off, um, you know, Cipriani can be that. Uh, I think Ford can possibly be that. Well, maybe not so much Ford. Ford can be everything, I think. Uh, do you really need the safety net? No, but I don't think Farrell is that that great distributing fly half. Yet. I, no, yet. no, no. So if you don't have he, him, he won't release Tuilagi or Burrell or whoever. Yeah. So if you had if you had Ford, you could potentially play. That's um, what I mean. Burrell and Tuilagi, but with Farrell, I don't think you can. Farrell and Twelve Trees between them, with three weapons and four, if you include Mike Brown, um, Yard. Burrell, Tuolangi and Brown, Brown, they can release those weapons, there, especially with Danny Kerr speeding it up at night. There yeah. again, you've got a situation haven't you, in Wales where we've got a selection of the most average tens, and the only ten which can play a bit, Hook, doesn't get a game. And they're passing to a centre in Jamie Roberts, who you wouldn't exactly describe him as a playmaker. Not, not <laughs> no. precisely no. a playmaker. So it, maybe it's not that important. Maybe you do want your two big boshes just running down, running down the channels. But he's so good at doing that. He is very good at doing that. That he is the best in the world at doing that. And you do also have a quite a lot of creativity at thirteen, don't you, with JD? Hmm. So. I, I, yeah, I don't think England should try and play the same way that no, Wales play. Absolutely not. No, I, I think actually their um, the partnership between Twelve Trees and Burrell is fine. No, it's not more than fine. It's very, very good. Probably the best in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. I can't wait to see Kieran Reid against Vanipola. If he plays. Both. Well, sorry, yeah, if Kieran Reid plays, that is. Mm. Uh, Kieran... I, 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 would, I don't think he will because he's had repeated concussions, so I think he could be out of the game for, oh, okay. for some time. Um, Vanipola, I think I'd have him on the bench and use him as an impact player. I'd start Morgan, Morgan again. Yeah, that might... he, he finished the Six Nations, played really well, and he's played well in that game. Played very well. Yeah. Uh, and also the all the all black number eight. What's his name? Oh, sorry, uh, Kano. Yeah, Jerome Kano. He played a great game. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like there's a massive need to bring Kieran Reid back, especially if he's if he's concussed. No, because he he played a game two weeks ago and said he woke up on the morn the, the next morning with a headache and feeling kind of he shouldn't go on like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get on the sauce before a match. Yeah. Come on, having a yard straight after the game is no fault. Take some Alka-Seltzers and shut up. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Vinipola, you'd well, it'd be touch and go. I think he will come back into the fifteen. As will Tom, ben, Tom Wood. As will Tom Wood. Laws will come back in. But for who? But yeah, because because Parling. Parling did so well, and Weber did so well, and Will Hartley come straight back in. Yeah, yeah, I like Weber. I I've always said um, I'm a big big fan of his. I think uh, I think Hartley and, and Laws will come back in. Hartley's for Parling Hartley's and had Weber. Thirty minutes game time in the last two months. Yeah, ago. and we saw in front in the front row. You need to be. Ready. Look at what happened to Alex Corbett-Sierra. Mm. You need to be ready. Mm, then yeah. again, Webber's not had a huge amount of exposure. And he, and he... No. Well, I think Parlin will drop out of the, the starting line and drop out of the squad because I think they'll keep Atwood on the bench for his work rate when he comes on and makes, mm. like he did in one of the Six Nation games, yeah. ele- oh. 11 tackles in eight minutes it was. That's just unbelievable. It? If yeah. you're making 11 tackles in eight minutes, you're relieving so much pressure off so many other players who've yeah. just done... Like, 50 minutes work and what are the chances of England assuming they make those changes and some of them are a bit more touch and go than others strong 
You got to say, looking at last, I didn't think I didn't think the All Blacks looked that that good. I thought they looked quite weak around the around the outside when England went wide. Problem is, England weren't particularly good at going wide, and when they no, did, they the conditions didn't flowed and didn't seem like they helped, did they? No, it seems good unless unless it was just a genuinely bad game for the All Blacks, and they're just going to come back and. The, the commentators kept on saying they were rusty, but they, they've had three months of Super Rugby, and England haven't played together. No, that, like just, that England team haven't played together since since February March. Is anyone, is anyone feeling like a total inverse between the England football team and the England rugby team? The England football team is kind of no one's got any expectation, and we're just kind of going, oh, we'll just enjoy watching the football really because I don't really expect anything. And I think that's where we were with England a few years ago. Mm. But, but as this World Cup's getting closer and closer, I've sensed everyone's starting to go. I think we've got a real really? shot here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, agreed. There's only eight. It was it eight first na- first was it first Ten. tier nations? Whereas in football, it's like you know, six hundred and seventy or something. When we talk about England, they kind of should have a, you know, yeah. a pretty good chance. They're in the top four teams in the world. No, but so I think they, they could go with into the, the biggest world. player yeah. base. It's not like they're playing uh, the Brazil of rugby, who have got one hundred million people or something <laughs> stupid. Well, USA will be there, three hundred million people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New Zealand, England. Who's going to win? Uh, Jay. Uh, I'm going to say New Zealand. Phil. New Zealand have shown time and time again that when the games are close like that, they always have what it takes to win. Mm. So I would, I think England will be very, very close. But I hope I England think, win. I think New Zealand will, will win. I think this will be a really high-scoring game. It's, it's played under the roof, I think. Yes. In dry, so it's dry conditions, no wind. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, which I think actually... Will they be playing? Whenever it's like that, I just think it always favours New Zealand because their accuracy and their hands are uh, how England's need to be mm. if they're going to finish off their chances. They're always clinical, aren't they? When they get a chance, when they get a sniff, New Zealand do it. I think they'll do that again. Yeah, and Corey mm. Jane can't play as um, no Israel Dag. Israel can't, Dag can't have as poor a game as he had again. Well, his form has been a talk over him for a while as to whether he's he's got what he had a few years ago. And it'd be interesting to see whether they move Ben Smith, who's been playing. He plays fullback for the Highlanders, I think. Yes, yes, I know the guy. He's exceptionally played on the wing. Um, he played outside centre last year when Conrad Smith was having his uh, yeah, sabbatical. That's right. um, whether they move him to fifteen and bring someone else in on the wing, because uh, Julian Surveyor may be back. So yeah, they might do that. They might drop. Dag. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Can't 8th, wait. Eight thirty-five Saturday morning. How do you think your, your Welsh team could get on? Um, Losing by twenty points at least. I think they could be in for a hiding. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not going well. We've never won there. Oh, maybe, well, maybe we have, but who cares? It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, the South Africans are going to be tougher, and we're going to get a bit of a hiding. That's exactly it. Because the thing that Wales are, have proved over the last few years, what they're really good at, like you said, they've got some weapons out wide, but. They've always had a front five which work their nuts off and, yeah. and a, a hard, gnarly men. But you're going up against the Duplessis brothers. Well, OK. Matt let's... Field and Bota in the front yeah. five. Let's it's try and um, the Beast as well. Oh, yeah. Well, the Beast isn't all that because uh, 
in the Lions tour when we went on there, the Welsh front, front, front row were talking to pieces. And it was a pure Welsh front row of Gethin, Adam and... Uh, uh, Gethin, Adam... Uh, was it, was it Matthew? <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew. Matty, Gethin, Matty and, uh, and Adam. Yeah, uh, and they took that front row to pieces. So I'm, um, I'm not overly, I'm not overly impressed by that. He was only like 21 at the time, though, wasn't he? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Uh, if anything, Adam, um, Adam Jones is, has, has matured like a good hardwood. Yeah, Wales are. Let me, let me try and be. Let me try and convince myself that Wales can win here. So, <laughs> Wales work incredibly hard. Uh, very, very cohesive, un, cohesive unit. And actually, of all the Six Nations teams, they are the most physical. Uh, you know, the, 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 the centres are huge. They freeze uh, themselves in a cryogenic free, chamber yeah. more than anyone else. Uh, I've got Jonathan, Jonathan Davis back, who can pick holes in uh, in any line. Warren Gatlin's got a huge head. <laughs> yes. Um, is North back? Uh, I imagine he will be. North and Cuthbert. I... So you're missing all your centrally contracted players. For yeah, this I can't believe it. one centrally contracted player who's played for Wales <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> well, um, well done, WRU. The, the real question is, will Gavin Henson be in the 23? Is he even on tour? I don't think he's gone on tour. I don't know, to be honest. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm saying yes. Because <laughs> if he's there, they've got a chance. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm going for Wales by 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. And um, what other rugby? There's loads of other rugby, isn't there? Uh, yeah, Ireland play... Uh, Argentina again. Do they get to play actual Argentina rather than Argentina? Uh, they Argentina may be... still be. Do they have three tests against them? They may still be resting their players. For how long? For, for, for what? What for? For the tri nation uh, quad nations mm. quadrupartie. Oh uh, yeah. Is that four door? <laughs> quadrupartie is four door in Italian. <laughs> I saw that. I, I saw that on Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> you creep. <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to another festival of uh, rugby. So if you have a a name to suggest for our Barbarians 15, if you have a a thought on Stuart Lancaster or anyone's selection for the weekend, for that matter, um, or if you are part of a club and you would like to big up the merits of your team as being the one that Phil should support from from next season and forevermore, then at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, thank you very much for listening. And finally, let's just have a song to say thank you for listening, especially Danny Cipriani. Actually, I can't take any of that. Sorry, Danny, you'll have to listen to Nickelback in your own time. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Nice one, JB. Bye. Cheers, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.